Hey everyone, this is Dr. Fox, and thank you again for supporting CRPN and CRPN Central Podcast. To continue our mission, please like, subscribe, and share this content with your professional community. And if you'd like to sponsor CRPN or our podcast and our dedicated voice to the industry, I'd really appreciate your help. Please contact us today at info at crpnet.com for details. CRPN Central is brought to you by MedVector. MedVector allows community physicians to maintain control of the patient relationship with clinical trial participants, while experienced PIs and sites can maintain the control of protocol and GCP. Trust me, as a site administrator, I have seen time and time again patients throughout our community who are not on trials. Why? What are the reasons? MedVector provides a solution for sites to break down these community barriers and to offer access to clinical research for everyone who's interested. If you have a chance, contact MedVector at medvector.com and tell them that CRPN Central sincerely appreciates their support. This episode of CRPN Central is brought to you by Save Our Sites. That's right, Save Our Sites. It's a conference built by sites for sites. Look, I've been at some of these conferences and I can tell you that they're great for networking. They're great for going on vacation to a resort. But when they talk about things, it seems like the exact same thing they talked about last year or the year before or 10 years prior. There hadn't really been a whole lot that's changed. Then you find out that when you have to pay so much money to enter, nobody can access it. So who are we helping in the first place? Save Our Sites is different. Save Our Sites is founded by clinical site administrators. It's four sites, and we want to make sure that we can reduce every possible barrier for our clinical site administrators to come to a conference, talk about what they need, and get something done. February 2nd, 2024, Tucson, Arizona. Please consider registering. For more information, go to saveoursites.com. Hi, we're very excited that we got the chance to speak today. We have everything ready for this study. We cannot wait to start it. All of the information you request for our startup, including a complete recruitment plan, all legal filings, and our regulatory processing. Thank you, Site. Hey, Actually, we changed our mind. We don't need you anymore, so we're just going to stop this relationship now. Excuse me? Can you please repeat that? But we just did all this work for you. We spent hours of time to accommodate your research request. I accommodate my whole team. If that is what you would like, we will just invoice for this service. We definitely will. About payments. Yeah. Uh, in the contract, it states that startup isn't due until the site initiation visit. And you know, since there won't be a site initiation visit, there won't be a payment. So sorry about that. Now about the other trials information, uh, do you have that ready to submit? We are waiting on that information. So to confirm, we just did all this significant work you are no longer paying us for. And now you're actually asking me for even more work? How can we just, how can we trust you? Do you really have a choice? A contract is a contract. 
Maybe next time you should review it a little bit better. Maybe not. We are done here. And rest assured, this will influence your packed score. You know, at first read, doesn't that sound like some kind of an interaction with a sleazy car salesman? I mean, seriously, utilizing legal documents not to build trust, but rather as a manipulative tool to exploit work and to collect unearned services. Here's the thing, folks. This was a true story, and unfortunately, it happens all the time. We only hear about it from those who are brave enough to seek help and to speak up. Every time I learn about one of these situations, it only reinforces the mission. Who do you think is going to pay for all of the work performed by this site and the unpaid bills by the sponsor? That's right, it's future trials, and as a result, an artificial inflation in costs, and as a result, an artificial inflation to our patients that we could prevent. This sponsor's unethical practices ruins it for everyone. We need to have a way to prevent this sponsor from being a repeat offender. Clients, you're not helping anyone when you cheat sites out of work. Sites are not some kind of a disposable fee-for-service you can access and abuse at your convenience. And importantly, we are taking note. Who knows? Maybe in the future, your poor business practices will result in consequences, just like a criminal record on a background check. My advice to you, I recommend you stop your poor practices before they are recorded. And for this case in particular, it's too late. Welcome to CRPN Central, the official podcast of the Clinical Research Payment Network. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Fox. CRPN Central discusses the real issues with our clinical research industry to explore and identify mutually beneficial solutions for all of our stakeholders. The clinical research industry seems like a wild, wild west sometimes. Companies do whatever they like, and the biggest and the strongest often bully our sites into business actions that are not necessarily appropriate, legal, or even ethical. We need a level of accountability for everyone involved, but we just don't have the systems in place to execute such ambitious objectives. Until now. Today's episode focuses solely on CRPN's PACT survey and report offerings. I'll explain PACT and its origins. I want to tell you how it works, and I want to tell you what we hope to accomplish with our industry-wide accountability metrics. By the end of this discussion, I hope that we can understand PACT's impact on all of our bottom lines, our professional relationships, and the collaborative trust we build with each other. The PACT program that we know today grew in a number of stages. After a couple years of being a site administrator, I was just about at the end of my rope, constantly having to battle the same 
exact fight every time I worked with sponsors and CROs. Not only did they lie, cheat, steal, and break their promises as an industry standard, but they did it repeatedly. Finally, you know, I had enough. I started making policies at my site to protect ourselves. I also started tracking the sponsor and CRO activities with certain metrics that were very important to my site's survivability. And I learned how to properly escalate up the chain to hold my clinical research collaborators accountable. Now, keep in mind when I did this, I didn't take my stand in a mean or a disrespectful way. Although some were kind of uncomfortable with my new processes, others held my actions in the highest respects, and I actually fostered some wonderful industry friendships with my sponsors and my CRO collaborators. It was energizing to feel the same people I was holding accountable actually wanted to be held accountable, and they understood the logic behind our site's needs. My friends started to respect me. And then after they knew my mission and what I valued, they started inviting me to advisory boards. Now, there was one wonderful professional in particular. She's one of my best friends in this industry. Uh, she wanted me to speak as a site ambassador in a new project to understand exactly what sites valued. She said, you know, we're polling from sites from across the industry to understand what they value the most. She told me, we've come up with this acronym, ACT, to help us remember. From what we are hearing, sites look for access, choice, and trust from their industry partners. After listening to my colleagues' explanations and understanding what they were going for, I just told her, you know, there's really just one more thing that's missing from your acronym. Access and choice mean nothing if you don't keep your promises. And promises directly influence the trust that we all hold in each other. And so, Pact was born. We had intentions to pursue it and to publish on it and to collect data and to really make it into a big program. However, the advisory group disbanded. And then after a few months of realizing what we had accomplished... I realized that the metrics that I collected could easily be assessed with promises, access, choice, and trust categories. And if we combine these categories together, we could create a normalized industry score to understand at a glance exactly what kind of company we work with every day. It took some time to put all of the pieces together from the data analytics to the initial tech development. However, after some consultation with my industry supporters, CRPN's official PACT score was born. Promises, the assurance someone will definitely do, give, or arrange something. Does the collaborator keep their word? That's all about promises. Are payments made on time? Are queries completed? Our timelines kept. So many promises in this industry are made among armies of people who never talk to each other that I feel often we forget the value of a promise and the consequence of our professional integrity when it is broken. Keeping a promise is a big deal, and we can see the negative results of every promise made and broken 
and the disintegration of our industry's professional integrity. Access, the right or opportunity to use or benefit from something. Far too often, and unfortunately, as an industry standard, clinical research sites are expected to perform research studies without the necessary resources for quality, safety, and efficiency. Money, information, software, hardware, and staff are only a few of the limited resources that are withheld, forgotten, omitted, or denied for reasons that are out of a site's control. If sponsors and CROs expect timely and quality research services, they should work with sites to ensure appropriate access to everything that they need when they need it. Choice, the right or ability to make a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. Every contract signed between sites and sponsors or CROs is an independent contractor agreement, meaning sponsors and CROs agree that sites are independent contractors. This agreed-upon independence is often forgotten with the perceived dependence sites have on their financial dependency with sponsors. As a result, sites far too often are forced to perform research in certain ways, with certain software and hardware, and even with certain vendors and organizations. As independent contractors, sites are legally entitled to make the professional choices required to perform research services, including operations, legal representation, finances, regulatory organization, and so much more. Exercising and respecting choice in clinical research professional relationships not only fosters strong partnerships, but its denial is also a complete disregard of every contract that we as sites sign. Trust, a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Combined, demonstrated promises, access, and choice grows a comprehensive trust in a relationship. How much can we rely on someone? How rest assured can we be their systems and processes perform good work? With every positive activity we experience, trust is enhanced. And with every poor experience we have, trust erodes. So, there it is. ACT. A simple little acronym that, when calculated correctly, can tell us so much about the people we work with in clinical research. After launching PACT, I received feed-forward comments from my sponsor colleagues. It's not fair they were being measured in a one-way system. And they were right. So, we developed different levels of PACT. Now, we have PACT for sites, sponsors, and CROs. An accountability haven designed to give everyone a metric to improve and one to be proud of when they work with their industry collaborators. After all, if you are going to talk to talk, you better walk the walk. At its core, 
act as a community reporting structure to make sure everyone working in the industry has a validated means of reporting good and bad business experiences. CRPN's site partners and sponsor members have full and unlimited access to submit fact surveys and therefore a single voice that can build into a comprehensive accountability database. Each site partner and sponsor member may submit fact reports for each trial every six months, and survey results expire from consideration five years after submission, meaning that even if someone receives poor PACT reports and therefore a low PACT score, they constantly have motivation to improve processes and to raise the bar in the future. As our community submits PACT surveys, the PACT database continues to grow. We now have the ability to analyze multiple factors of our industry partners' business behaviors, almost to a point where we can predict their next moves without adjustments. With our database growing, our PACT reports continue to grow in reliability and certainty, Site partners and sponsor members also have the opportunity to order these PACT reports to fully understand the business partners they work with. Depending on the requester's decision, PACT report interpretation may result in risk-based negotiation rates, acceptance or denial of opportunities, or even transparent communication between our industry community about appropriate business practices. PACT reports offer insight from an organization's past reported activities. We have heard from many of our sites and our sponsors. The information is insightful and helpful. But please, use CRPN's packed reports at your own risk. CRPN can't be held liable for the results from your interpretations. Now, of course, if you're going to put accountability onto an industry that's used to being wild, you're going to get the haters. All right, I know I've heard it all. I've heard people telling me that I'd be run out of town if I developed an accountability metric. I've heard people thank me profusely for having the courage to stand up to this kind of unbearable tyranny. And I've had supports, I've had threats, I've had criticisms, and I've had praises. It's, it's no surprise. But then again, what I've found throughout the journey is that the people who don't want to be held accountable for their actions are actually the problems. And the only way to resolve this is to create such an overwhelming adoption of honesty, transparency, and accountability that these bad behaviors have no choice but to comply with a new and appropriate standard or leave the industry that has become too focused on quality and progression for them to survive. Either way, they can choose whatever they want, but our physicians and our patients will win in the end. Now, what do I want to accomplish with PACT? Well, after decades of tyranny, suffrage, and oppressive business behaviors between sponsors, CROs, and sites, I hope to finally achieve a level of industry clarity where we all realize we are equals. We are equals who are laser focused on completing trials and delivering innovation to our future generations. I know it's a very hefty ask, 
I also know it's very possible that I won't see this kind of change in my lifetime. We have to try, however, for the sake of our future patients and for the future of translational research. All right, everyone, thank you for listening. I hope everyone knows now what we are striving to achieve at CRPN and how we are accomplishing our quality and accountability objectives. Remember, the only way to fix this problem is to come together to achieve a solution. Thank you again to all of our CRPN and CRPN Central supporters for your continued encouragement throughout this journey. Another reminder, our SOS conference, Tucson, Arizona, February 2nd, 2024. Please consider registering today at saveoursites.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on CRPN Central.